0: Welcome to Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, and here with co-host, Passion to Reach's founder and director, Fanu Ipe. How are you, Pastor Fanu?
1: I'm doing great, Emily, and great to be on another Mission Connect podcast.
0: Yes, and this is just a reminder to all our listeners that the purpose of this podcast is to help them connect with God's mission for their life and help them help others connect to theirs.
1: You know, Emily, one of the things that I love and enjoy about our podcast and as we do this every week is uh, just the the reality that God has a mission for everyone's mm-hmm. life, you That's know? Right. And I think part of what um, is always challenging for people is that does god really know me specifically mm-hmm. does god really have mm-hmm. a you know um what's the word i'm looking for a, a specific plan for my future and my life and you know um isn't it that god just selects a few people uh to do some great things and the rest of us are sort of like the 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 foot soldiers on a chessboard you know we just we just exist we're there to right. help other people but we don't really have a mission for our life and i think every time every uh, show that we record, uh, I'm so amazed at how uh-huh, God is uh-huh. using different people from yeah. different backgrounds uh, it to, uh, to fulfill his mission.
0: Right. Different backgrounds, different age groups, different. And, and so it shows you that God calls you at, you know, any time in your life and that, Really, you can connect to God's mission. It's never too early. It's never too late. And you're never too far away from what God's called you to.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, for all of our listeners, you know, Emily and I obviously co-host this uh, show uh, each week. And uh, by the way, uh, please uh, let us know uh, how you enjoy the show. Thank you for all of you that do write in. And if you have any questions, uh, you can always reach us at info at passion to reach dot com. Our website is passiontoreach.com dot com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you, especially if you have any specific questions or if you want us to um, bring somebody on the program that uh, has a specific story uh, that you believe will be helpful to all of our mm-hmm. other listeners. So uh, thank you again for engaging. But today we're going to do something different, Emily. Yes. Uh, we're actually going to talk to you mm-hmm. about God's mission for your life and how God and uh, enc- how you encountered God, how your life was changed, and then how you sort of uh, you know moved into uh, the sense of God's mission for your life and, and how you believe God is using you today to transform the lives of those Uh, Around you. By the way, I've got to let all of you know, I know you can't see this, but Emily just had her third baby uh, back at the end of November, just a couple of months ago. And her name is Eden. Eden. She's absolutely beautiful. And she's actually in the studio with us uh, doing her first podcast. So (laughs) this is pretty cool. So let's welcome Eden. Uh, She's like two months old, so she's not going to say much. But in case you hear her say hello uh, during the podcast, you'll know. Uh, you'll know that's what she's saying. So, uh, Emily, tell us a little bit about where you started off. Where did your journey start? How did you uh, encounter Christ?
0: Yeah, I grew up actually in a Christian home. My parents had, uh, I I come from a family, I'm one of seven children. So there were seven of us growing up, I'm number five of seven. And so my parents uh, probably came to know the Lord when their third child was born. So well before I was born. And, you know, they actually, when they first came to know the Lord, they were, um, you know, very religious. Um, And so they were just starting to develop their relationship with God and what Christianity was. And so they were very religious in the way that they um, would talk, in the practices that they would do. So, you know, things like, you know, not just not you know, not celebrating Christmas, not having a Christmas tree, things like that. And so uh, we grew up that way for a while. And then, you know, they began to develop in their relationship with God. They begin to develop in their own call as parents. And so they started to, you know, share with us. By-
1: oh, I think she's saying hello to us there. I was little Eden there?
0: So they started sharing with us Bible stories, and that's kind of how I grew up at first, right? And then my parents got into a deeper relationship uh, with God, and so I grew up in church, we were a part of church, we were part of ministry, and so really, um, it was the God of my parents. You know, I grew up. I knew all the stories, um, I knew the Bible stories, but I really hadn't developed my own relationship with God. And that carried into my high school days, and and I grew up uh, quite a bit overweight, actually. So I was made fun of, I was bullied in school, and so I had a lot of... um, self-confidence issues I, I dealt with, you know, didn't have really good self-esteem. And so that just carried into my life of, of this feeling of not being good enough or, or you know, feeling down about myself on a pretty consistent basis and, mm-hmm. and, and then not having a real relationship with God and kind of playing church. So I was really good at going into my high school. I started to um, try to fill that void that I had in my life of, of not feeling good enough with things like uh, relationships with with guys or drugs and and drinking and, and partying. Actually, in, I grew up on the east side of Toronto, and out there wow. they called them bush parties because we used to find just open land. We would go and just drink, and that wow, was
1: that. Wow, this little church girl yeah, exactly. that grew up in church and uh, knew her Bible stories is in this bush party now. Yeah,
0: so I, I mean, I had learned really well how to play Church, I could go to a party on Saturday night and wake up Sunday morning and go and teach Sunday school. Um, you know, I uh, wow. that was my life. I was on the dance team at school as on I mean at church I was on the worship team and I was serving in Sunday school and yet the night before I may have, you know, slept at a friend's house because I didn't want to go home to my parents because I had been drinking.
1: And did that not occur to you as a contradiction of sorts? Or how did you how did you reason that out in your mind?
0: Yeah, you know, again, I I hadn't developed my own relationship with God. So God, I never doubted God existed. I never went back and forth. Does he exist? Does he not? I always believed in God, but I didn't pursue a relationship with him. So it was easy for me to differentiate that because God was at a distance in my life. So he wasn't, I wasn't close with him. I didn't feel a conviction per se to um, live, you know, Live right, so that that moral uh, standard wasn't there because I had not developed a relationship with God. I knew Bible studies, I didn't study the Bible. I didn't look into you know what had God called me for. I didn't believe that I necessarily had a specific purpose um, in in God, and and that a lot came out of too my sense of self worth. You know, I didn't pursue God to find out, you know, my identity. I pursued things and people.
1: Wow, and so when was the moment, and how was it that you actually finally came to uh, recognize God and accept Christ for yourself, and not just you know as the God of your parents, but your own God? How did that happen?
0: Well, I had one friend growing up. Actually, today is her birthday. Funny enough that we're recording it, wow. but we have now been friends for over twenty-five years, and and she grew up in a Christian home as well. We went to school together. We met actually in kindergarten. That's how long we've been friends, and. Wow. She was a believer, and she actually, in the midst of our high school years, she stayed very connected to the church, and she really built a relationship with God. So she was the one person that was always kind of because see, my my parents didn't know. Still in high school, they really thought I was that good, uh, you know, Christian girl that would you know served in ministry, was a part of church. I kept it from my parents for a couple years. It wasn't until I came to know the Lord really that I. Told my parents you about confessed. Yeah, finally. <laughs> exactly. So, but Nicole had known about you know the things that I had gone through and was going through, and so she was always kind of that voice that was like, Emily, you know, you got to come back to the church, Emily. What are you doing? But to be honest, I didn't listen, and so it was probably it was in our, my grade twelve year, and I was so lost. I mean, I had you know things put on the internet about me. I had people still making fun of me. I was still overweight, still. Not as much as I was trying. I wasn't a part of the cool club. And so I was just so lost. And I remember getting a word because I was still attending my youth group at church, getting a word from uh, somebody saying that I will be a, I will, I'm will called to missions and I will be going on a missions trip internationally. And I thought, yeah, right, me. <laughs> and then Nicole had actually invited me out to a youth night at another church that she was attending, And I remember going in there and just seeing, I came from a very small church. There was maybe five of us in the youth group, and I was the only female. So I didn't have a lot of Christian friends besides Nicole. And I remember walking into this room with tons of young adults who were passionate. You know, it was a church with the lights flashing Mm -hmm. and and all the high-tech stuff that we just didn't have in our church. And then there was like this room full of passionate young adults or youth and who were pursuing God who were worshiping God who were you know they were speaking and you could see their passion and I remember thinking that's what I'm missing in my life so they had an altar call at the end of the service for those who just wanted to get closer with God or felt like they had fallen away from the Lord And I remember walking up, going up there and responding. And at first it was kind of like, yeah, I feel like I need to do this. You know, but then there was like this draw. And I remember um, kneeling down at the front at the altar and just not really knowing exactly what to say because I didn't feel like I was worthy to say anything. And then all of a sudden, it was this moment of, you know, not an audible voice, but again, a voice in my spirit that just said, are you with me or not? Hmm. And I remember thinking, like, I, at first I couldn't, you know, c- comprehend what that was, but I knew it was the Lord saying, I don't want some of you, I don't want a little bit of you. I want all of you. So serve me or don't serve me. But when you serve me, serve me with all your heart. And I remember thinking in that moment, and I said it in my spirit. I said, from this day on, because in that moment I felt so much shame, so much guilt, so much brokenness, and yet I had been showered with so much grace and mercy and love, I remember saying to myself, I will serve God the rest of my life because of what he's taken me from and where he's bringing me into. And it was just in that moment that I knew God was calling me and that he had, you know, I always say I grew up overweight, just feeling, you know, just worthless. And in that moment, I never felt so beautiful in my life.
1: That's incredible. And (laughs) I think, you know, what you just shared of how God speaks to your heart, how God mm-hmm. calls you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've heard that in other uh, you know podcasts we've done with other guests as well, where they just feel like God was looking right at them yeah. and speaking right into their life and validating who they were and giving them that sense of worth right. uh, for who they were and who he created them to be. So what an incredible story. And then when you once you came to faith in Christ, how did you go about discovering God's mission for your life? Like what was that transitionary faith now you're saying okay i sort of lived this christian life some of it was a was fake i made Mm -hmm. it up um but now i'm for real Mm -hmm. and now i need to figure out well okay if this is going to be my life if i'm going to be all in what does that look like like Mm -hmm. how am i going to live my life differently than how i used to live my life
0: Well, there was a few things. Again, I was in my last year of high school. So I was right in that stage where I was saying, what am I going to do after high school? Am I going to college? Am I going to university? Um, And I had gotten that word probably about a month before I came to know the Lord that I was going to go to mission. So I kind of looked into that just Mm -hmm. because I'd heard that word. And so I was debating what I was going to do after high school. And you know, one of the first steps really that I took in terms of Uh, pursuing a relationship with God is that I removed myself from the friendships that, um, were t- bringing me down, wow. holding me back, where, you know, partying was our life. I try. Mm-hmm. I would speak to them. I would tell them to come out to church, but I, w- I had to remove myself from that lifestyle. And then from there, I just began to pursue what was God's call for my life. And I mean, I grew up in church, right? So I did know how to. I did know how to speak to God, to pray, to build a relationship with Him. So I just started on that path. And it was a lonely year, to be honest, because. Um, I really didn't have friends that were serving the Lord besides Nicole. And so, you know, I, I really grew closer to the Lord because of that, though, because I was I, I drew closer to him because I didn't have those friendships. And so, you know, in that, I, I started to think, you know, maybe I should go on missions. And I got connected to a group actually out in Mexico. And so my thing was, I'm not going to go to a university or college for a year. I'm going to go serve in missions. And in the meantime, like I said, my parents are, you know, seven kids, Um, so I was number five, so I had a younger brother and a younger sister living at home. The three of us were still living at home. The rest had moved out. And my parents, about a couple months after I decided I was going to go on missions, felt God calling them. Um, to go serve in another country so long story short we got called to Burundi Africa actually Wow and so that I was in grade 12 I was gonna take the year after grade 12 off and I was my parents were going for two years and I was gonna go with them for the first year so that's what we did August of 2004 we moved to Burundi Africa my parents sold their cars their house everything they owned Um, we took really nothing with us and we moved to uh, you you know, this foreign country, foreign language, and we started serving in a school there. My, my dad was a teacher at one time, and so he was teaching grade six. My mom was a teacher there, and then I was an assistant teacher. And it was in that year that I really, you know, grew closer with the Lord. My relationship grew. I got connected. There was a lady over there who did a young uh, ladies group with us, with the young teachers that were there. And she just poured into us, and she, you know, just— um, was somebody there that we could talk to, someone that helped us grow and develop in our relationship with God. And so that year just, it was an incredible year of really separating myself from, um, you know, life over here in the West and being able to pursue God. And I left um, there and just knew that that was, that started me on a course of really going, okay, God, what do you want me to do with my life? And And, you know, one of the things that I knew that I wanted to pursue was working with people and helping people and so When I came back, I got an opportunity to go to post-secondary education, and I actually have a social work background. So that's what I went to school with, you know. And I and I started to work in that when I first graduated and stuff, and I enjoyed it. I loved doing what I was doing, but I really felt a call to full-time ministry and a call to actually one thing that was really on my heart was to work with the church, the local Mm. church. I didn't know at what capacity. I hadn't got to Bible college. So, of course, I felt like, you know, I can't be a pastor. I can't, you know, but I really felt this call to the local church. And, and you know, I got married and, and that set us on a course together in terms of, you know, what was God um, pursuing for us as a couple in our marriage? What was the mission of our, you know, of us individually, but also us, as us as a couple? And so, You know, that's where the opportunity came to work in a local church here in Brampton. And just from that, you know, God began to just develop certain desires in my heart of working with the local church, of seeing young women or young adults in the situation that I was in or in a, a past that I had and being able to see them now as leaders and develop them, you know, into leadership and to say, you know, that's God's grace and mercy. We all have a testimony. It doesn't matter of our past, but God can use us in so many different ways.
1: Well, I think that's, I mean, what, a, what an incredible journey and story uh, from where you've come from and the things you've experienced in life. And, um, and, and you know, it's interesting that, uh, you know, when we talk about the mission of God, we actually try not to talk about mission trips because uh, that's sometimes what people assume. And so mm-hmm. we don't want to you know, feed into that stereotype that, oh, you've got to go on a mission trip if you're going to be part of God's right. mission. It's not true. We can be on God's mission uh, or a mission with God anywhere he's placed us. But that's where it started for you. And and mm-hmm. it was obviously a great opportunity for you to develop your relationship with God and and have or, or develop that heart of service mm-hmm. uh, for people. And I think, Emily, that's part of, you know, listening to you and the transition of, you know, your life. I, I think that's one of the elements of, of being on God's mission that's so key and important is that you actually care for people you can't really be on mission with god if you don't love the people god loves because and you know what we're all guilty of this in the church world i think where sometimes it becomes about positions and titles and degrees like you were saying and uh, organizational names and church names and pastors and all these things whereas really it's about caring for people it's about you know building a relationship with people it's about knowing that you know what God cannot use me until I begin to have a burden for those around mm-hmm. me. And so I think that's powerful. So uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit more about that? If someone's listening to us right now, how do you develop that? Because I'm sure there are times in you know being involved in ministry when you were in Burundi or now when you were working at the church um, where you're like, you know what, I don't need to take this. I don't need to, you know, I I don't need to go through this. You know, like, why can't I just serve myself and do what I want to do? I'll serve God. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's difficult working with people. How do you you help somebody who struggles with that to say, I don't have a problem working for God and being in mission with God, but my challenge is that God's mission tends to involve people. And it's not always easy.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think... That can be a misconception a lot of times when connecting with God's mission is that we think, okay, we're going to connect in this moment and then that's it. Like it's a one time, okay, this is what God's mission is for my life. And you know... That's where I worked in social work. I was working with people, but it was a very secular environment. So there was a lot of things uh, going on in the organization. As much as I loved working with the people, that just wasn't right. It didn't sit right in my spirit, and so I struggled with that for a while. Of of going, God, I want to reach these people, but you know, how can I do it when I'm forced to say certain things or not say certain things? And you know, part of it is being able to just, you know, God's like show my love. In everything that you do, you can show God's love, whether you're limited by, you know, certain rules that uh, an environment has or whatever it is. Um, You know, God's love just flows through you. And when you're living God's mission, it's natural. So that's one is really going just love on people, love, you know, and that's when, when you're passionate about what you do that comes out of you and that, and people ask questions. So I would have, I would say nothing about, um, Jesus, God to people I was counseling, but they recognize something. And once they asked me, I could open up to them. So, you need, you know, there's other ways to show God's love besides, you know, um, necessarily speaking to people or if people aren't receptive of it, you know, you can continue to reach them. You know, another thing, again, with this whole, How do you connect to God's mission? There's times, you know, when I was working in social work, at that moment, that's what I really felt called to. But I didn't know. Years down the road, I would be serving here now at Passion to Reach Ministries, working in training and development with the local church. You know, so it's not as though you connect to God's mission and that's it, and and whatever journey you're on in that moment, you're staying on for the rest of your life. I think that's a part of God's plan and and God's mission for us is that He takes us in different places, but it's knowing what's right at the right time.
1: Right, and and I think Emily, you know, just to say this i want to you know interject here that part of it is that those steps actually add to the next Mm -hmm, step mm -hmm. right like you know i'm sure your time at in, in uh you know in social work and then your time at the church and learning how churches operate how things work in the church all of that helps you today uh when you're you know working at Passion Reach and and what God's called you to do and right. so there's there's seasons as well yeah. when it comes to the mission of God and and how he wants you to engage with people
0: yeah and you know and that's it right you have different seasons where i went from social work um, you know working with newcomers to Canada actually that's with youth that's where I was and then I went into working um, in administration and operations in the local church in a, a church here in Brampton and then I went into training and development here at Passion to Reach so really the three even though there was areas that I pulled in each I was working with people I loved what I was doing they were very different but all of them, I knew in that time that that's where God had called me to. And, you know, one of the things my husband and I did when we first got married was we wrote a mission statement about our our marriage and our life together. It wasn't exactly like, I will be this. But it was, you know, uh, statements that we really wanted. So, for instance, we wanted joy to fill our home. We wanted to be at the forefront of seeing the church Pursue Christ and building up an army in the next generation. So that was kind of the statements. And I, I looked back, we were reading it, and we ha- we actually got it printed and put it up on the wall in our home. And I would read it over to myself, you know, on certain days or days when things got hard. And I remember when I was debating whether I was on maternity leave at my last job as you know and debating whether to come on the team here and on board at Passion to Reach and I was reading that statement and one of the things that said we wanted to be leaders in the area of training and development and I read that statement and at that time we were talking about this position of director of training and development and I said And that's that moment that clicked and said, this is where you're to go. This is, you know, this is the next kind of season in your life. And so when we're, you know, we may not have all the whole picture. We don't see it all. We see snapshots or we have times where we know God called us here. And then all of a sudden, did God call us over here now? And it's not as though that that call before was wrong. That set you up for where you are now or where you're going. But when you can understand, okay, these are things, these are desires I have in my heart. This is what I feel God's calling me to. This are passions that I have. You know, this is... Then you can... And those moments when you have to take, when you're taking a direction change, or when you feel called to something else, you can go, yes, this is in, this is in line with what I feel God's calling me to. And,
1: and so, Emily, now you've so you, you've obviously shared with us about your journey of faith, and then how God helped you connect with this mission, caring for people, and your. I think you know. By the way, what you uh, just talked about with uh you know as a family with you and your husband actually putting together this mission statement for your family i think that's powerful because and maybe we should talk about this in another podcast is how do you live out mission with others that God has called you to? And mm-hmm. and the greatest you know person God's called you to is your spouse. And how do you work together uh, in order to be able to fulfill God's mission for your life together? Because I think that's where people struggle. I mean, mm-hmm. personally, individually, sometimes people can figure it out. But now it's like, as a family, how do we move in the same direction? How do we fulfill God's mission? So having that statement, putting it on a wall, making it clear... Uh, allowing you to saturate your mind as you keep looking at it and reading through it. Um, I think that's powerful because it positions you. And I think this is where a lot of people get derailed from God's mission for their life is that they don't put anything out in writing. They don't really right. allow it to, you know, permeate who they are. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like this outside thing I will do when I have time if I can get around to it. It's not the core mandate of who I am. Mm-hmm. So, now that you're in, you're, you're, you're obviously fulfilling God's mission for your life and, uh, and you're connecting, as you said, obviously you're on the team here. Uh, how do you feel that you are helping people discover God's mission for their life? This is an easy answer, by the way. Uh, but... How do you feel you're helping people discover God's mission for their
0: life? Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, this is where when you're living out God's mission, you know, a lot of times you say, how do I know God's calling me here? There is that sense of peace and fulfillment. Mm. And so when you begin to start to see, you know, even things like people responding to the podcast Mm. and listening, we have no idea sometimes how far reaching it is. But when you know that you're in the will of God and when you're living out God's mission for your life, you see the change in your life life, but you see the change in others. You know, we've had other people on here that have been, that are parents or who have been impacted by their parent. And, you know, we've talked about legacy at times. And and so that's where it's like, you know, even if, you know, my faithfulness, my obedience to God... Sends my children on the right track or, you know, allows me an opportunity to reach out to a broken, um, you know, young adult or other mother. You know, those are the moments when that fulfillment and that peace, um, you know, just surrounds your life and you go, you know, I'm on the right track. And so that's I mean, there's no other. Greater feeling really than knowing, than being in the will of God, and having a peace over your own life, but being able to impact those around you. And you know, I came, as I mentioned, I come from a family of seven children, and at one time I was the only one serving the Lord. Wow. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm gonna, and I went through a lot of ridicule with that, a lot of um, teasing when I would make certain decisions or or make a, a decision that didn't seem right. You know, we had opportunities where my husband was to get a really good job through my through my brother, actually, a contact through my brother, and we we declined it because we felt called to this position at the church that wasn't actually even available to him yet. And yet we felt, we knew, we knew what God was calling us to in that time. So I went through a lot of, you know, criticism when it came to things like that. But I remember saying, I'm going to pursue what God's best is for me, not what others are saying. But in the midst of that, I have my siblings coming to me and tell me how much they respect how faithful I stayed. And now I'm starting to see the fruit of that with them coming back to the Lord.
1: That's incredible. And, you know, I think this is a a great testament, Emily, to the fact that when we pursue God's mission for our life, that inspires others around us Mm -hmm. uh, to see us do that. And uh, and want to, you know, uh, if not fully accept Christ uh, at that moment, at least pursue uh, a journey of discovery to say, okay, there's something about you that Mm -hmm. I've seen. There's a track record that you have. And it seems that God gives you success. God honors your decisions, you know, yeah. and uh, I want to discover that. I want to get on a journey to find that out. So I think this has uh, been amazing. Uh, and just to hear your story, and you're obviously uh, co-hosting uh, with me uh, every podcast. We're talking to people's stories, but it's amazing to hear your own story and your own journey and where God God's brought you from and how obviously God has just you know, done incredible work in your life in helping you discover God's mission for your life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, today, you know, on the podcast, you know, who knows how many people were impacting and you're impacting, uh, by being on this podcast and hosting, and even in the churches we work with and the impact that that's making and, and all the things that are yet to come, uh, you know, all the training, all the content, all the writing, um, that is yet to come that God will do through your life. And so, uh, you know, we're just getting started. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just literally getting started. And, uh, 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 I think uh, I think it's it's incredible to watch the journey that God has you on. And I know even knowing you, know, you and your husband and your family that you've made sacrifices, you've taken risks, you've taken mm-hmm. steps of faith. And so that's my encouragement to everyone that's listening today is listen, if you're going to stay in your comfort zone, chances yeah. are you're not probably going to fulfill right. and discover all that God has for you. But if you're willing to take a step of faith, if you're willing to go to Burundi, for instance, if you're willing to, you know, and you don't have to go to Burundi because sometimes your Burundi may be, uh, a change in careers or right. maybe your Burundi may be going across the street and speaking to a neighbor. Whatever that mission is that God has for you, your obedience to that uh, is ultimately what's gonna make the difference. And if you're willing to give God a chance uh, to do something credible through, in and through your life, who knows what God can do uh, when you surrender your will and your life, your passion and your talents to him. So, Emily, thank you for sharing your story with us today.
0: You know, thank you, Pastor Fournier. I'm so glad I got the opportunity to share. And you know, just to our listeners out there, I always say stepping out in faith has great risks. It will it always will, but it has even greater rewards, and that's where you know you begin to see the fulfillment of God's uh, God's mission in your life when you're willing to step out.
1: And when you hear the stories of life change and mm-hmm. life transformation, and how your life is a blessing to others, I think that's what really makes it fulfilling at the end of the day. That's right. So, uh, listen, all of you that are listening, thank you so much for tracking with us. Uh, please uh, remember to check us out on uh, our website, PassionToReach.com. You can email us if you want to send us a note of encouragement. Thanks or a question maybe, uh, email us at info at Uh, You Please remember to subscribe on iTunes and would you please take a moment to share through your social media channels, Twitter or Facebook uh, about this podcast so many more people can connect with God's mission for their life. Thank you so much for tuning in today.
0: Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.